All right, here we go. The next episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke. Hope you're doing well, staying safe, staying healthy out there, especially those of you in the southeast having to deal with the, um, I guess, now aftermath of the hurricane. So I hope you and your family are safe and you're doing well down there. There's always kind of, well, not always, at, at some point in time, there became this truth and advertising type thing that they were emphasizing or there was a push to get to the point where you know there was again there was truth in advertising you weren't able to false advertise for things for products and whatnot but there's always been that potential of which many you know became an art form i guess you could say or became a whatever to picture things and um take pictures i should say of of food items and you know making them look spectacular so the idea was that you'd run out and go buy whatever that product is so they would use paint or um, styrofoam or whatever you know whatever tape whatever it is that they could use to make that product look a lot better, more appealing than than what it was. And I guess that became kind of an acceptable practice. You know, so you would see this sandwich or meal or whatever it was and it would look just phenomenal but more times than not when you got there it didn't match because of the artificial items or items that don't go necessarily with that on on to be served was being used to make it look more appealing so therefore they weren't able to replicate that when they issued you gave you that sandwich or whatever it is. But there has now been an interesting turn in all of that. Um, And this is from Deanne Durbin, Associated Press. When is it puffery and when is it deceit? Lawsuit claims Burger King's Whopper looks bigger in ads than in reality. Food ads have long made their subjects look bigger, juicier, crispier than they are in real life, but some consumers say those mouth-watering ads can cross the line into deception, and that's leading to a growing number of lawsuits. Burger King is the latest company in the crosshairs. In August, a federal judge in Florida refused to dismiss a class-action lawsuit that claims Burger King's ads overstate the amount of meat that's in the Whopper burger and other sandwiches. But the Burger King is far from the only one. Perkins Coy, a law firm, Perkins Coy, C-O-I-E, a law firm that tracks class action lawsuits, said 214 were filed against food and beverage companies in 2022. 101 were filed in the first six months of this year. That's a huge increase from 2010 when just 45 were filed. 
Some of the first were false advertising claims against chip makers for not completely filling the bags. Most of those were dismissed, she said. Since 2019, hundreds of lawsuits have been filed asserting that consumers are being misled by vanilla-flavored products that don't contain pure vanilla or vanilla beans. Plaintiff attorneys largely file blah, blah, blah. While the case against Burger King was filed in Miami, where its parent company had its U.S. U.S. headquarters, one of the attorneys who filed a similar case pending in New York against Wendy's, McDonald's, and Taco Bell. That attorney's James Kelly didn't respond to message seed comment. Companies often settle cases before a lawsuit is filed instead of spending the time and money fighting in court. Nair said, Earlier this summer, A&W and Keurig Dr. Pepper agreed to pay $15 million to settle claims that they had deceived customers with labels made with aged vanilla on cans of soda, which actually used synthetic flavoring. Social media can instantly make a photo of a soggy sandwich go viral, and informing other potential plaintiffs, said Jordan Hudgens, the chief technology officer for Dash Track, an Arizona-based company that develops restaurant websites. Unfortunately, many businesses make these changes without consulting their marketing department or updating their menus to represent new portion sizes and ingredients, he said. This leaves them open to the kinds of lawsuits we've been seeing more of. In the Burger King case, plaintiffs in the multiple states sued in March 2022, claiming that advertisements and photos of store menu boards show burgers that are about 35% larger with double the meat than the burgers they purchased. The plaintiffs said that they wouldn't have bought the sandwiches if they'd known the actual size. Plaintiffs could argue that the images on the menu boards represented a binding offer. He also didn't dismiss claims of negligent misrepresentation. Talking about the judge. So it goes on and on. Talking about some of the specifics of it. There's a legal line. When, it, when is it puffery and when it's deceit? Companies are always trying to write up against that line. And that's true. And, and there is no doubt that that occurs. But I think it goes back to that, you know, truth in advertising, right? It doesn't make sense to be able to present. I think it should be. I should. It should be that you present that sandwich the way that it is served. And unfortunately, if, if you cannot get a consistent product out or you can't con, uh, quality control it, or if you can't handle this, you know, and your sandwich comes out looking like garbage, which more times than not, but that's a whole different story too about, the, you know. But anyway... If you, you know, it, it, that would probably more than likely deter, discourage people from wanting to buy these sandwiches, right? Because they don't look good. Now, the vast majority of people will because, hey, we're in a society where it's fast food and, and we're on the go and we got to grab something and we'll put up with it. But it shouldn't always necessarily come to the point where there has to be, 
you know, class action lawsuit, but I think there's a point of being responsible. To me, it's no, you know, it's no different than somebody running an ad for something and, and not delivering the bait and switch, right? Advertising that you have something or a specific item or that item is not exactly what you're advertising and so you give them something else that's no different. And I think it's that there needs to be that accountability. But many times not people don't care. People don't say, ah, this, this thing looks like garbage. I don't want it. I don't, it doesn't taste, you know. And using a lack of people willing to work or quality employees or whatever as an excuse to put out a bad product doesn't make any sense. That's no longer a viable excuse. You need to, you know, somehow make yourself, the organization that is, uh, more viable, more... better of a place for people to want to work for. Granted, then it becomes and getting into a rabbit hole of a of a of a sort of, you know, what happens to you know, food prices and things like that and all that. And so then it goes into the um rabbit hole of robotics and you know, having a robot make the food and, and things like that. But it's it's just unfortunately becoming that way. If we cannot get people interested in working these jobs, if kids, if teenagers, okay, college students aren't interested in working these jobs, then the businesses either go away and those services go away or you or people deal with the repercussion of having expensive food to to purchase right i mean it's going to be it's going to be that way Things aren't what they were, you know, say in the 80s when, or 90s or whatever, you know, whatever time frame that you want to point to where uh, high schoolers and college age students, college kids were working these, these jobs. It's, it's, it's changed. There's other opportunities for people to earn income beyond working in retail or or in restaurant. So there 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 has to be either people accept those things. There's there's just I guess some realities to it that, that people either accept the the fact that 
food prices are going to be higher in an attempt to try to gain employees or that you that you accept that it's a not a quality looking product or the food is not as good as what they advertise it to be or even not even that let's just say that they are truth in advertising let's just go that route that they are being truthful in advertising and so it looks like garbage because it is so then you have to accept that or you just don't eat there at all don't eat out I mean, it's, it's the reality. It's where we're at today. Because, like I said, there's other opportunities for these uh, students. And, and many times, I've, and I've said this before, many times, none of them, ha- not none, very few have worked when they're in high school. <clears throat> they get to college and, and they've never had a real job. Parents have taken care of everything for them, given them everything that they wanted. So there was no need to have a job. And instead of going around and saying, you know, complaining about there's nobody to work these jobs and, um, there needs to be alternatives that need to be found. I don't think, I don't believe that working in a restaurant was designed or employment there is not solely purpose to support A family or support, you know, somebody as an adult. They lined up for these positions as for high schoolers, um, college age, um, semi-retirees or retirees type situations. And you say, well, what about? The high school kid can't work during the day. You're right. So maybe maybe those businesses aren't open during the day like that. Maybe they look at it from... Maybe it's an opportunity, you know, for somebody else to have... I, I, and I guess there surely shouldn't be that need for that second job, though. Everything should be associated with that single. But people, again, you know, crept into that. Or maybe it's a stay-at-home mom who's got kids in school, and so she works a, a four-hour shift at a coffee shop or whatever. I mean, there, there's those things that are out there, those opportunities that are out there. It's just designing your business to function around that. I kind of got off on a tangent beyond just the idea of the, the advertising, but yeah, it's, I think going back to that, and wrapping that, that this up is to say that, yeah, there needs to be that. There needs to be accountability. There needs to be accountability for what it looks like, what the ingredients are like, all those things, what the ingredients they're actually using is. And I think it's not, shouldn't be about just, you know, trying to harm 
a big business. I think it's about holding them accountable and truthful with the products that they're serving and just saying, hey, we're just not going to accept, you know, slop, sloppy, nasty looking food. And maybe you shouldn't be eating it, to be honest. I mean, that's, that's, that's the point, I guess. That's the, the whole point of all of it is that we shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't be eating processed food. Should be eating, you know, better quality stuff, taking care of ourselves. But I get it. You get in a hurry. And you got to grab something. Moving on to, moving on, it's been a, a, quite the, there's been several cases, I guess, several instances over the last year or so or more where we've had government officials, government elected officials having episodes, having medical issues uh, publicly. And so I think there, there has to be, there needs to be a point where we say enough's enough with this. And we start looking at term limits. Some of them have said age limits. I don't necessarily agree, agree with that 100%. But I think there has to be, first of all, starting off with term limits and then looking at maybe those areas where there is some kind of a, um, an evaluation of somebody's medical, physical, mental health type evaluations. Now, you could also argue, I guess, that somebody who is an elected official is elected, obviously, like I said, they're, so if the, those that, um, their constituent, constituents that vote for them, elect them, then it's on them. Then they have responsibility. They have the responsibility then to vote somebody in there who is of better health. But what happens if that, hap- if that occurs while they're in office? I think then there, yeah, there needs to be some kind of a process there to evaluate that. But I think as then constituents, as the electorate, I guess, or those that are voting these people in, we need to have more of a serious conversation on how to handle those circumstances and making sure we're voting healthy, safe individuals, the best individuals, into office. Well, that's all I've got for you this week. I, I hope that uh, that you're doing well. I know it's been kind of a trying week for many folks. Some people it's been continuation. Some people it's new. But I just hope you hang in there. You, that you um, that you stay strong. That you have a chance to relax this weekend a little bit. That uh, you have a chance to kind of reset and. Be ready for the next week coming up. So until next time.